Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now we're taking a pause in the book of Matthew for a couple of Christmas messages. Here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Luke 2 and Philippians 2 called Heaven Came Down. I'm going to ask you to go to two places in your Bible. If you take your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 2 and Philippians chapter 2. Luke 2 and Philippians chapter 2. We're going to start with a reading of the Word of God in Philippians chapter 2. So go ahead and locate both of those texts if you would. And then I'm going to ask you to do something we don't do all the time. I'm going to ask you to stand. If you're physically able to stand, please do for the reading of Philippians 2. So please stand if you can. Philippians 2 verse 1. If therefore there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, Philippians 2.2, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, But with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men." And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Can we all say it together? To the glory of God the Father. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. May he write his word upon our hearts. You may be seated. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to ask you to hold your place in Philippians 2 and also get ready to just take a few verses, take a look at a few verses in Luke 2. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for the baptisms that happened and thank you for the precious children that have come to place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is uh, good news of great joy, (laughs) which is for all the people, young, old, and in between. Thank you, Lord, that even angels long to look into these things. And this time of year is very sacred for all of us, Lord. I think as we reflect on the majesty of what Christmas actually means, it's really almost beyond words. But we do have words that have been breathed out by God, captured in the Holy Scriptures, that do give us a glimpse of exactly what you want us to see and hear and respond to. And so, Lord, as we have come to this place on this Sunday morning, on this Lord's Day, we just want to set aside everything, every weight, every concern, every distraction, 
everything that may steal our joy and challenge our peace. And we look to a night when a child was born, a son was given, and we look to a hope that is the anchor of our souls. So may you minister, Lord, as only you can as we get into your word. And as I already mentioned, may your word go deep into us. For your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we're going to look at Philippians and take a break from the book of Mark. And our typical uh, mode of teaching is verse by verse through books of the Bible. But we'll take a little break here at Christmas time. And we'll look at a few Christmas messages together. I'd like to just share a few verses that I think we all know. And it's become really the fabric of our hearts. Luke 2, verse 10 says, The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which shall be for all the people. Luke 2.11 For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now when we're together next Saturday night and Sunday, we'll get into the Luke 2 text, but I wanted to set that up by going to Philippians now. And we're going to look at a Christmas text in one of the epistles. When you hear the word epistle, that just simply means a letter. It's been pointed out by theologians that the Gospels tell the story of Jesus, but the epistles or the letters give the meaning of the story. It's not like the Gospels don't give us some meaning, but you get the depth of meaning by getting into the letters of the New Testament. Letters like First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Philippians, Colossians, and so forth. Philippians is a uh, epistle of joy. If you ever read a commentary on Philippians or studied the book, and many of you have in, in various Bible studies, Philippians has been called the epistle of joy, the letter of joy. One of the remarkable things about that is that the Apostle Paul wrote the letter from prison, and yet he is encouraging Christians to have joy. He says, he even challenges them to be of the same mind. That is, not to be cookie-cutter Christians, but to to have the heart of Christ. To have the Holy Spirit driving their lives. And that, verse 2, Philippians 2, would make his joy complete. It is possible to have joy even when your circumstances are not the best. I mean, after all, the Apostle Paul does write this from a prison experience. He's probably chained to a different Roman guard every four hours. Wasn't the best of circumstances, and, and prison experiences back in that day were not the best of circumstances at all. But Paul found joy in Jesus, and that's really what Christmas is all about. Now, what he's going to write in Philippians chapter 2, and we'll focus on verses 5 through 11, is an incredible section of Scripture. Uh, scholars have said that this particular section may have existed uh, before Paul wrote Philippians. So it may not be his uh, original, if you will. And some scholars have said that it's a fragment from an ancient hymn. And when you hear the word hymn, you may be thinking of like a, a hymn that we sing today, but a hymn is more like in the ancient world when it's attached to this kind of fragment that existed either by uh, spoken word or was written down by Christians, it's more like a creed. And a creed technically means what we believe. So scholars say that this is one of many creeds that you'll see in the Bible that's put into a Bible text. It's definitely inspired by God. 
But what they say is that this was probably used at communion uh, for the early church. And it was, it was a, a remarkable section where they would just celebrate who Christ is. One scholar, uh, Marshall, says this hymn has three stages. It examines or lays out the pre-existence of Christ, the humiliation of Christ, and the exaltation of Christ. It introduces something quite unique in the New Testament where typically what Paul does is he, he'll lay out doctrine like in the book of Ephesians. He'll tell you who you are in Christ and then what you should do in light of who you are. But in Philippians, it's actually the reverse. In Philippians, he'll start with duty and then move to doctrine. So what he does is tell you what you should do, how you should live, and then he'll tell you why you should do it. Because this is exactly what Jesus Christ did, and we should do the same. You could call this particular section of Scripture uh, a Christmas attitude. What is the proper Christmas attitude? It's not to be slugging people or pushing around in the mall for the last toy, right? It's rather to have a heart of service and a heart of love. This is what scholars would call the highest Christology that we may see in the Bible. When you see the name of Christ and ology put on the end of it, ology just means study of. So this is the highest stuff that we have about Jesus Christ and who he is and Who he actually is is really mind-blowing. He is God in human flesh. God came down. The title of our message is Heaven Came Down to Save Us. So this is not just about Christology or theology as much as many of us enjoy the study of these things. But this text was given to us to transform our thinking. Paul says in Romans 12, 1 and 2 that we're to present ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is our reasonable service in view of His great mercy. And we're not to be conformed to this world, but we're to be what? Transformed by the renewing of our minds. One of the ways that your mind gets renewed is by getting the truth into your mind. as a way of transforming and challenging all of us. So this is a text, it starts off on how to love people, how to approach people with a, call it a Christmas attitude or a Christmas mindset. Paul says in Philippians 2 verse 3, do nothing, Philippians 2 3, do nothing. You know, whenever you're reading a scripture, um, you might, because we're all human and we all have our faults and we all know that selfishness is one of our challenges, right? So when you look at the Bible, sometimes you, you look at phrases and you're like, does nothing really mean nothing? Like, is that a sweeping statement? Is there any wiggle room? Any loopholes there? Uh, apparently not. Because it does say nothing, and nothing means nothing. It says do nothing from selfishness. Boy, Christmas time is a time when selfishness can be quite a challenge, Right? Because we all know that as sacred as Christmas is, it can turn into a time when we're just worried about what we're going to get and what kind of gifts we're going to get. We, uh, we had the privilege of being at another church a few weeks ago, which is pretty rare for me, but I got to hear another pastor. He's talking about Christmas and he said, you know, when we were growing up as kids, we couldn't wait for Christmas. Remember how we would just mark the days and time seemed to move so slow. And as adults, he said, 
We typically do just the opposite. It just comes too fast. Amen. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, I'm producer Rob. Since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on eight radio stations. Now, we're excited to tell you, this month we have begun broadcasting in San Diego. So if you're listening from there, welcome. We hope that this teaching is a blessing to you. So now we're on two radio stations in Southern California, one in Northern California in the Bay Area, Arizona, Idaho, Utah, and two in Georgia, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. In addition, we have listeners all over the world, like in South Africa, Nepal, Australia, the United Kingdom, Pakistan, and Israel, thanks to our podcast. The country where we have the second most listeners is India. Fewer than 3% of the population are Christians there. The point is, the hope of the gospel is getting around. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth by giving at least $5 a month and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness. And also, thank you for contributing to the joy in learning God's Word and feeling Him close. Now, Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, the podcast, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener-supported and to expand into more radio stations as God provides. Now, our current level of listener financial support is not quite 50% yet, and we are praying for more listeners to become part of the Walk in Truth team. Can you give a one-time tax-deductible Christmas gift today? or become a monthly partner of at least $10 a month, please help us reach 50% listener support before the year ends. Call 844-48-TRUTH to give. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH or give at walkintruth.com. And thank you so much in behalf of Pastor Michael and the whole Walk in Truth team. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth financial partners, and be sure to check out our Walk in Truth app, available in your app store. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. You know, whenever you're reading scripture, um, you might, because we're all human and we all have our faults, and we all know that selfishness is one of our challenges, right? So when you look at the Bible, sometimes you, you look at phrases and you're like, does nothing really mean nothing? Like, is that a sweeping statement? Is there any wiggle room? Any loopholes there? Uh, apparently not. Because it does say nothing, and nothing means nothing. It says do nothing from selfishness. Boy, Christmas time is a time when selfishness can be quite a challenge, Right? Because we all know that as sacred as Christmas is, it can turn into a time when we're just worried about what we're going to get and what kind of gifts we're going to get. We, uh, we had the privilege of being at another church a few weeks ago, which is pretty rare for me, but I got to hear another pastor. He's talking about Christmas and he said, you know, when we were growing up as kids, we couldn't wait for Christmas. Remember how we would just mark the days and time seemed to move so slow. 
And as adults, he said, we typically do just the opposite. It just comes too fast. Amen? And we're like, did you all realize it's a week until Christmas? I have people ask me all the time, are you ready for Christmas? I'm like, no. (laughs) I'm never ready. How many of you would like to admit you are a last-minute shopper? Just go ahead and confess it. It's good for the soul. All right, so I'll see you at Walmart on Christmas Eve. (laughs) With that desperate look on your face. What do I do now? It's hard. But we're to do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, which has the idea of vain or empty glory. But with humility of mind, this is an approach to life, humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as what? More important than himself. The NIV says, consider others better than yourselves. And the ESV says, count others more significant than yourself. Would Christmas change for you if that was your mindset? For some of you, it is your mindset. You, some of you are incredible. You buy very early. Uh, you have gifts for people in the spring for the coming Christmas. I don't know how you do it. I'm not that good of a planner. <laughs> but you say, oh, that would be wonderful for so-and-so. That would, that would be a great gift for so-and-so. And there are people who go to Christmas sales after Christmas to get stuff cheaper. Anybody out there? All right, you guys are very strategic people. I can't do that. I, I don't want to look at any Christmas sales after Christmas. But, but we are to have a mindset, a, call it a Christmas mindset, but we're to have it all year long. And our mindset is that we are to consider others better more significant and more important than ourselves. This is the Christian ethic. This is Christian morality. This is why being a Christian can be so challenging. This is why we need the power of the Holy Spirit to truly live out what the Bible tells us to do. Because that's going to take our extra time, our extra prayers, our extra giving. But I have found something, I'm sure you have as well, That the Bible is right when Jesus said, and he's always right, it is more blessed to what? To give than to receive. And this is a very giving church, and you guys have, you may not know this, but you've already helped a lot of people. Just by your benevolence giving, we've helped uh, a myriad of families. We've been able to help people who could not provide Christmas this year. We put a, uh, by your generosity, we were able to put out a little, uh, Uh, push notification on our app and uh, we let people know that we could help and I will tell you this if you need help this Christmas time please come and see me after this service because we'd like to help you that's why the church is here we're not here to take we're here to give that's why Jesus came he came to give to all of us so the Bible says do not merely look out for your own personal interest verse 4 the word lookout is a Greek word called scopio, and it sounds like our English word scope. And uh, I was looking at images this week, and I, I didn't put it up on the screen, but the, the best image I can think of is that periscope that comes out of the water of a ship. And I asked my, my wife, who does all the graphics in the church, I said, should I put a picture of that? She goes, no, just 
And we were doing it at the same time. My back was turned to her, and she was going, just do this. And I was doing it at the same time. And that's what happens when you're married for a quarter of a century. We're like, no way. Yeah. You were doing it too. Yeah. We're always to be on the lookout for how we can help someone else. And sometimes we're really good at doing that with people outside of our, our immediate circle, right? We, we're always on the lookout on how we can bless somebody, hopefully. But sometimes we may miss it with what's right in front of us with our scope. You all with me? So the Bible challenges us to always be on the lookout as to how we can bless other people. This is the duty. It says, have this attitude. This word in Greek is have a mindset, be mentally disposed in this direction. The word in Greek means to think, judge, or set your mind on with the emphasis of adopt this attitude in yourselves, verse 5, which was also in Christ Jesus. An attitude is something that you can adopt. It is something that you can make a decision that you are going to have a Christ-like attitude today. Some of you are overwhelmed by those prospects. But you don't have to worry about yesterday because you can't change yesterday. And you don't have to worry about tomorrow. Jesus says today has enough problems in itself, so don't worry about tomorrow. All you have to worry about is having a good mindset today. How's that? Just today. Because today is all you've been promised anyway. It's all you have. So how about for the next week, until you get to Christmas, let's all challenge each other. How about we have a mindset that was also in Christ Jesus? That we look to see how we can help other people. You might discover that you'll have the best Christmas of all if you adopt this mindset. Because you'll truly be a blessed person. It's a lifestyle. It's an attitude. It is something that you can choose to do with God's help. And this is something that the apostles were struggling with as we've gone through the Gospel of Mark They continued to fight over which one of them was going to be the greatest. And uh, Jesus told them at one point in Mark 10, I'm going to Jerusalem. They're going to kill me. I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to be mocked, spit upon, crucified. I'm going to die. And three days later, I'm going to rise from the dead. And the apostles still were arguing about which one was going to be the greatest. And still, they were saying, we want the superior positions on your right hand and on your left. And Jesus said, no, that's not how it goes here, boys. You've been listening to Heaven Came Down, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's Christmas teaching in Luke Chapter 2 and Philippians Chapter 2. And if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. We'd also love to hear from you. You can email Pastor Michael with your questions you may have from his teaching today, or maybe you have a question about something else, or need encouragement, or prayer. Maybe you'd like to share how Pastor Michael's teachings have affected you. You can email Pastor Michael at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And thanks for reaching out. You can also find our mailing address on walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael with the final word. All right, so as you hear about Jesus Christ coming down and entering into our pain, 
And setting the example, we're to have this mind in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. You might be saying, man, I am so stressed out during the holiday season. I'm shopping. I'm still going to work. Family, friends, church activities, fill in the blank. You know, how much does one person have to give? Or you might say it this way, what is expected of me? And you know what? Giving is not to be a chore. It's to be a blessing. It It is more blessed to give than to receive. But I get what sometimes we feel during the holiday season as we watch those <laughs> seemingly hopeless souls meander through the malls, you know, looking for that special gift. You know, I think it's all about the focus. If the focus is on you and everything you have to get done, you're probably going to be overwhelmed. And the idea of giving is probably going to be distant. But if your focus is on the giver, Christ, on the great gift, Jesus, I think your mindset will be different. And I think rather than saying, what's expected of me, you're going to be saying, how can I bless others? This is Pastor Michael Lance. You are listening to Walk in Truth, and we've taken a break through the verse-by-verse teaching in Matthew to give a couple of special Christmas messages, and I pray you're being blessed by them and challenged and encouraged. We'll see you tomorrow. And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. you got to check it out. It's available in your app store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's Christmas teaching in Luke 2 and Philippians 2 called Heaven Came Down. I'm Mike Massaro on behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.